0: It's my show. What's up, all my podcast hoes? Welcome back.
1: You can't say hoes. That's sexist
0: and rude. Welcome back, my podcast bitches. That's better. This is, as you know by now, the Zeddy indie. Show. You know, you don't have to interrupt me like that, Indy. I'll mention you in the title of the show.
1: Uh-huh. Welcome back to the podcast that talks all things four-legged and tail-waggable.
0: Like you would know. You don't even have a tail.
1: Well, you don't have any balls, so... Off-limit subject. Why is that off limits and my clip tail is
0: not? Because your clip tail story is a total teaching lesson why humans can do stupid things for no reason whatsoever.
1: Yeah, what was the point of that stupid guy cutting off my tail? He acted off wrong.
0: I bet he thought you were going to whip his kid right in the face with it. I wouldn't. Or maybe you already did and you broke the kid's nose off.
1: He didn't have a kid.
0: Do you actually remember the day it happened? No. I didn't think so.
1: Because it was such a traumatic event, I wiped it from my memory bank.
0: I don't blame you. If someone hunt off my tail and did it wrong to boot I'd tear off his limbs I tried I mean no offense Indiana but I totally would have stood up for myself
1: I tried
0: well clearly you didn't try hard enough you should have bit his face off
1: well then he would have put me in the meat grinder
0: you mean the gas chamber
1: they would've ejected me with some sleepy time tonic!
0: Mm, you would've been horse meat for sure.
1: I think only horses can be turned into horse meat. Whatever. How do you think I ended up in a pound?
0: Well, because nobody wanted you and they kept giving you away.
1: Humans are untrustworthy.
0: Except mother and father. Yeah,
1: except mommy and daddy.
0: They were so patient with you. And
1: I was them.
0: You were a full-blown nut job. Like, I'm not saying you didn't have a motive.
1: You would've been the same way. But I'm so damn
0: cute, I've only been treated well by humanoids. Well,
1: I'm cute too.
0: Well, not as cute as me. Anyway, next order of business is to tell you that I'm writing a book and you heard it here first.
1: You're writing a book, but you don't have opposable thumbs.
0: I got a sweet-ass virtual assistant taking care of all of that. Don't you worry about it, Indiana. What? Who? (laughs) Like I said, don't you worry about it.
1: Where is this person? Where is he or she located?
0: Why do you care where he or she is located?
1: Because are you outsourcing to another country?
0: Don't worry about it, Indiana. Mind your own business, bitch.
1: Is he or she in the Philippines because there's a lot of jobs outsourced to the Philippines? Or India? People are getting paid pennies on the dollar.
0: I said, don't worry about it. Look, do I look like some kind of low-life mutt who would outsource to some...
1: Okay, okay. I just had to check.
0: Listen, I've got it handled. Okay. Anyway, do you or do you not want to hear what my book is called or what? Sure. It's called eight hundred and sixty five reasons why having a dog is better than having a kid. He
1: needs a new title,
0: so it's kind of long. It's brilliant. This is what we've been talking about for all of our puppy lives, Indy. And now it's going to be 865 pages of glorious factual reasons why having a dog is so much better than having a kid.
1: 865 pages? That's really long.
0: It's a coffee table book.
1: <laughs> with 865 pages? Okay.
0: And as a treat for our listeners, each podcast episode, I'm going to share one reason from the book that will suffice it to say, make our viewers ecstatically agree with me.
1: Us. Those were my ideas too. Always taking credit.
0: Fine, fine. Our ideas.
1: So are you going to share one now?
0: Yes, but normally I'll share it at the end of the episode. You know, like a tail end. Pun intended.
1: Also, so listeners will tune in to the end. Exactly. Okay, so what is it?
0: Are you ready? Yes. Reason number 352.
1: Wait. What about reason number one, and then every other reason leading up to the 352? Well, I'm jumping around. It's more exciting that way. So shouldn't we just start with number one?
0: No, bitch. Chaos is king. (laughs) Reason number 352. Having dogs is way better than having kids because... Dogs die young! Eh! Why is this better? Because... Alright, let's say you have a kid and he's an asshole, like a real asshole. The kid is biting at your leg the whole time he's a toddler. Toddlers do that too? And then when he's a kid, he like farts constantly. All the time. Well, I think that's what toddlers do do. As a preteen, he fails to rub your belly and he tells you constantly how much he hates you. Kids are supposed to rub our bellies, that's for sure. Then, when he's a teenager, he gets some bitch knocked up.
1: He had sex with a dog? No,
0: I mean a fleshy bitch.
1: I don't think you're supposed to call our fleshy friends bitches.
0: And as an adult, he never leaves the house. He leeches off you for all your dough and then he tells you that he hates you still.
1: That's awful. What kind of a brat is this?
0: Exactly. Dogs never do this shit we're loyal until the day we die right so all I'm saying is that dogs have short lives so if you really don't like your dog but that never happens unless you're Michael Vick then you can get a new one and say 10 to 18 years or anytime really
1: 10 to 18 years that's forever
0: non-human years for them that's like a flash in the pan
1: you mean a drop in the bucket
0: Just think, some humans live up to 100 years.
1: Oh, no, really? That's awful.
0: Yeah, and if you really can't stand your kid, that's a long time. Imagine you had a kid when you're 20, a real asshole kid, and then you die at 100 while your kid lives until like 80. You have to endure your asshole kid for a whole 80 years. With no trade Exactly.
1: I see your point. I think this reason should be bumped up to, like, reason number four or five.
0: Oh, there are so many reasons, Indy. Right. Anyway, that's the reason for today. Now let's get on with today's topic, shall we? We set out on a mission when we created this podcast. Fuck kibble! <laughs> I love the enthusiasm, but right now, I'm actually talking about a different mission.
1: Oh, okay, go on.
0: I'm talking about our very important mission to bridge the gap between human and dog communication. Are we
1: doing this show in smelly vision now?
0: No, dummy. Not unless you're ready for the lights and cameras to be on you.
1: No, thank you. Anyway, I've been
0: combing through some of our fan mail, and I've noticed a couple theme. There's a ton of people asking to explain their dog's strange behaviors.
1: How can you comb through fan mail? You don't even have any thumbs.
0: It's called Z-Mail, or DM, or just post whatever questions you have on our Instagram page, like what you want to know about us, or dogs in general, or whatever tickles your fancy.
1: Whatever floats your boat.
0: Or waggles your tail.
1: Amuses your fupa.
0: Or that.
1: So wait. There is no mail?
0: As in paper mail? No. Technically no. But we don't really have any real questions yet. I'm just making some up for right now.
1: Oh, that's so sad. We don't have any real questions because... Oh, because we don't have any real fans. Shh.
0: There will be fans. Relax, bitch. It's only our third ever podcast episode.
1: So, who are these fake letters from?
0: They're from other fans.
1: Well, fans in your mind?
0: They're from fans who would ask questions like these if we had fans yet, which we will. We just need a little bit of time.
1: Oh, to collect fans! Right! Okay, read on.
0: So,. I figured today's show we'd go through some of the mail sent to us from our human listeners
1: or the fans in Zeddy's mind
0: and pass on some of our own observations of our fleshy friends
1: Uh, aka mama and daddy
0: yes mother and father to help our loyal dog listeners out there whom we'll have
1: someday
0: so they can understand why we dogs do the things that we do
1: like when we get so excited we dance around in circles
0: well that's a you thing I don't dance around for no one
1: it's one of my favorite things is whatever mama puts shoes on, most of the time, especially in the morning, it means that we're gonna go for a walk.
0: Yeah, there's a very subtle art to reading your humanoids. For instance, if mother only rips off three or four toilets for us, it means we're going for a walk. If mother or father rips off like twenty toilets... It
1: fills a water
0: bottle. That means we're going for a a hike. hike. Yeah! Yeah! (laughs) Oh, man. Hikes are the shit. It's where you rip off shits, that's for sure. Well, thirteen shits on a hike is my record.
1: Never to be broken, we can only hope. How a little mutt like you can hold so much poop in his little tiny body, I will never understand. How dare you call me
0: tiny? I'm a goddamn giant. (laughs) Little dog Napoleon complex. And we know whenever mother or father breaks out those large yellow rubber things for us...
1: That means the walk is going to be cold and wet. The Mama's gonna gently wipe my paws and my football when we get back into the house.
0: I don't mind the wipe downs or wearing the rubbers. The pics Mother Shoots of Me makes for great content on my IG posts. Check them out for yourself.
1: You're an attention whore. Do
0: you want fans or what? I do. Then back to the subject.
1: I hate these times, but every once in a while when Mama waters from her eyes, whenever that happens, I just feel the overwhelming need to protect her and to lay by her side because it's it's my job to protect mama. Huh,
0: <laughs> you're such a kiss-ass. Shut up! All right, enough with the sappy mother crying talk. Let's go to the fan mailbag. What do we have here? Dear Zeddy and Indy, really love the show, blah, blah, blah.
1: Even the fans in your mind are sarcastic. Oh,
0: here we go. My puppy, Bonnie, loves to cuddle and snuggle. She loves to move from person to person, always laying across their laps. But every once in a while, when someone lifts her off their lap, she yelps like she's really being hurt, but nothing seems to be wrong with her. Is that normal?
1: It sounds like maybe it was where her dog Bonnie was axed up or something.
0: Whoa, that's really dark. And that's a terrible name by the way. Bonnie.
1: I like it. Huh,
0: you would. And it has nothing to do with past life mumbo jumbo. Rude! Look, it sounds like Bonnie just has a sensitive spot. Somebody scratches my butt, I'm gonna drop everything I'm doing to let you continue. (laughs) Drop what? Like what, you doing the laundry? And it works both ways. We have places we like to be touched and places we don't like to be touched. It's the same thing with humans. Yeah, Daddy
1: hates it when I put my cold nose right in this exposed plumber's crack.
0: (laughs) And Mother loses her shit when I rub my wet nose against the back of her knees.
1: Oh, when somebody comes too close to my tail, it it just gets me so worked up, you you just better watch out!
0: Oh shit, she's not kidding. That bitch will bite you if you touch her tail nub. Okay, next fan mail.
1: That's a lot of sound effects for mail that doesn't exist.
0: Got one. Dear Zeddy.
1: What about me? Oh
0: snap, you just got trolled.
1: Oh shut up, let me read the fake mail. Dear Zeddy and Indy, I was wondering if you could shed some light on why dogs walk around in circles before you poop or lay down. Yours truly, Hector Gonzalez the third.
0: Great question, Hector Gonzalez III, and by the way, that's a fantastic name. First off, with the laying down thing, you have to understand that we dogs carry a lot of scent in our paws. The circle thing is a carryover from when we used to roam the wild, we would walk around in circles and, you know, press the grass down.
1: Yeah, you don't want to lay down on a concealed sharp stick or even a rock.
0: The circles we make for pooping are basically the same thing.
1: Because who wants to poop with a hidden stick or a rock pooping you in your butt? All
0: right. Here's another one. This one is from Katie in New Orleans. Oh,
1: I heard New Orleans people love dogs. Yeah,
0: I heard that too. All right. Dear Zeddy and Indy, my dog just stares at me all day.
1: Why? I'll answer this one. We get a huge dopamine rush when we stare directly into our human's eyes for any length of time.
0: True that. I can just lay on Mother's stomach and stare into her eyes for days on end.
1: Which is like a half an hour in human time. I'm more of a stare from a distance kind of dog. I watch Mama like I'm one of those paintings in a horror movie where the eyes pull out and a pair of real eyes come into place. I'll pop up out of corners or over couch arms just to stalk ya.
0: What you need to realize about Indiana here is that she's so scared of everything that it causes her to act like characters from a horror film. Seriously, she needs to be invited into a room like a vampire.
1: Truth! There are shadows everywhere, and they shall not be crossed.
0: (laughs) And she can't handle anyone other than mother or father touching her paws. Double truth! She won't even let them try to clip her nails. I'll bite them! Freaks out when she even sees the nail clippers. They'll kill ya! So the silly freak has nails like Freddy Krueger.
1: I'll slash you in your sleep!
0: But that's why we make frequent trips to some big rock hikes around the city.
1: Like when we go to the boo!
0: Yeah, there's a great hike in Malibu where mother and father take us to shave down our nails naturally on some big rocks. Basically, they lead us up and down some boulders that help us file our nails down. And by the way, don't think we're fancy just because we go to the boo. It's
1: not like we live there.
0: I once heard about this dog whose parents bought a separate house in Malibu just so that they could have her own private beach to run and Catch frisbees on.
1: Whoa! Wouldn't I like that at all? I mean, I don't even know what a frisbee is.
0: Yeah, there are class differences, even in dog culture, but we'll save that for another episode.
1: Don't get me started on Paris Hilton's mutts.
0: I'm sure Obama's dog lives a life, too.
1: Bo Obama, fucking kibble since 2009.
0: All right, so our next question comes from Dallas from Detroit. What's up, guys? Big fan of the show. Huge Henrik Zetterberg fan. What an awesome name. (laughs) Duh. Quick dog question for you. Why does my dog drag his butt across the carpet? Oh, God. Should we? I mean, you know, he is a fan, and he did ask.
1: I don't know. I don't feel right about this.
0: I know. I'll take the heat for this one.
1: You're on record!
0: All right, Dallas. I'll try to answer this question for you even though I feel like I'm betraying some form of doggy code. What about me? Well, guilty by association, I guess. Great! Your dog drags his ass for probably two specific reasons. One... It feels good. And two... His or her anal glands are clogged up and they need to be expressed. Go on. They need to be taken to some little old Korean woman. Well,
1: she doesn't have to be Korean.
0: No, but our anal expression lady is. True that. So, expression lady throws on some rubber gloves. She gets her hands really, really cold. Then
1: she sticks her whole hand right up your dog's butt.
0: (laughs) Not her whole hand, just a couple of fingers.
1: Well, excuse me, but I'm usually a little preoccupied to count fingers.
0: After her fingers are up there, she just squeezes to express the anal junk buildup.
1: Is that how she does it? I just thought that a cold hands cramming up there just made it all squirt out.
0: Oh my god, are you stupid or is this an act?
1: You'll never know. Well, I think you have
0: betrayed our canine audience enough. Okay, well just so you know, some say if you express your dog's anal glands that you have to keep doing it. Others believe that if you just give us a good bone, it'll work it out itself.
1: Oh, that sounds perverted.
0: I meant give us an actual bone. God, you're perverted.
1: <laughs> okay, next up. Alice from Monterey asks, why does my dog only lay on me for short periods of time? Well, first off, why is Alice from Monterey if she doesn't exist? Could this be because Zeddy watched the entire season of Big Little Lies and obsessed with the women on it?
0: Uh, no.
1: Then couldn't Alice be from Queens or Alabama or Mars? I mean, Alice doesn't even exist.
0: Look, you're either going to play or not.
1: Okay, whatever. I think you should take this one. Why do we need our space, you ask Alice? I don't. I'll stay in Mama's arms till the cows come home, get milked, turn that milk into cheese. You can speak to this question. This is
0: right in my wheelhouse. Look, Alice, I know you feel like you own or are the master of your little pooch, whatever its name is, but the truth is... We dogs have our own free will.
1: Preach to fake Alice.
0: We may come, sit, stay, and all that other bullshit whenever you ask.
1: But we do that because we decide to do it. We do it because we love to please you.
0: But sometimes we need just a little bit of our own space. Look, my life is pretty hectic.
1: He's got a lot of people and appointments that he needs to keep up with or
0: laundry. Hey, I'm being serious, bitch. I have to meet and network with an average of 25 dogs and like another 20 humans just on a hike alone. I got belly rubs, power lunches, and rotating dinner appointments. Not to mention the time I'm supposed to put in snuggling with Mother. So if this dog of yours has a life anything like mine, then maybe it just needs a few moments to itself. The demands of a
1: modern dog these days is just too much.
0: I get it, humanoids. You feed and walk us, but we are the ambassadors for your home.
1: And the security.
0: And security. And don't get me wrong, I love to snuggle, but Mother is a hot mother. She is hot. No, I mean temperature hot. That too. And sometimes I need to gather myself and cool off. Besides, once 6 a.m. rolls around, I know Father wants me to walk all over his face to let me under the covers. It's about us reading the signals that our humanoids give off once again.
1: Full circle. Wait, you walk on Daddy's face?
0: <laughs> I love to fuck with Father, especially when he's sleeping. You're an animal. All right, back to the mailbag. I got it. <laughs> Andy, you don't... Yeah. I got it. it! No, but it... I just... I got it! I have an envelope right here.
1: Oh, okay.
0: All right. Jared from Spokane, Washington asks, Why do you dogs chase your own tails? Well,
1: this is right up my wheelhouse. Hold
0: on, hold on, Andy. I just want to say that I take offense to the phrasing of your question. I am a talk-to dog. Here we go. Do you know what that means, Jared? Are you lecturing a fake fan? It means that I am a dog that humans can hold long conversations with, so... I won't give you that stupid head tilt, ears perking up bit because I don't know what the hell you're saying. I know exactly what you're saying.
1: Well? A
0: talk to dog understands everything their humanoid is saying. You
1: pick up like six out of every 50 words.
0: Shut up, bitch. I'm making a point. So I get plenty of mental stimulation. I don't need to spend hours running in circles to do anything other than shit, eat, and
1: sleep. I chase my tail all the time. I think it's like trying to kill me. (laughs) You don't even have a tail, dummy. It's a ghost tail. Even more reason why it's trying to get me. Anyway, it's probably better having a ghost tail rather than, uh, ghost balls like some dogs.
0: That was a low blow.
1: Don't call me dummy. Back to the mailbag.
0: You're really digging those, uh, old paper sound effects.
1: Nostalgia. All right, what do you got? Sally in Howell, Michigan. Wait. Isn't that Grandma's name? Well, we got a lot of fans in Michigan. I wonder why that is. Anyway, Sally from Howell, Michigan, wants to know why her two pups always sleep with their backs to each other.
0: Awww. Aww. Well, we do this all the time. Have no fear, our fleshy friend Sally. When dogs sleep with their backs to each other, it is the ultimate sign of trust.
1: When Zippy and I do it, we look like a yin-yang symbol. Anyway, sleeping tail to tail
0: was one of the many tricks that Chewbacca taught me. That fluffy OG fuck was chock full of knowledge. Did he teach you how to get a sandwich? Heh, <laughs> it was a ninja technique. Years of training.
1: So that's a yes! You've gotten a whole sandwich before? Well, not quite, So but... not a ninja you are, then!
0: Chewie died before my training was complete. Okay? But I've gotten bits of naan before and a french fry and. Never a whole sandwich, though! Huh. You should talk. Tables scare you so much you would never even get a fry.
1: Don't need to steal when you have my face.
0: Moving on! Dexter in Georgia wants to know. Oh shit, what timing? What? Dexter wants to know who this Chewbacca dog is that we keep mentioning. He says he loves Star Wars, and any dog named Chewbacca has to be dope.
1: I've never met him, but the scent he left behind smelled like a good dog.
0: Honestly, he was so dope. But instead of me telling everybody, why don't we have him tell you himself?
1: Ladies and gentlemen.
0: Boys and girls.
1: fleshies and
0: furries. Dogs and cats. Cats, where? Our very first furry special guest, direct from the Rainbow Bridge, that I kind of don't really believe in, but okay, we'll just go with it. Daddy's
1: legacy dog,
2: Chewbacca! I'm coming, i coming, i coming, ho 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 Hey guys, still need to stick that landing.
0: Oh, Chewy, you fluffy fuck, how the hell are you?
2: Oh, it couldn't be better. Rainbow Bridge is great. Must be something in the water bowls up there. Oh yeah? How so? Haven't had a seizure in like, uh, 10 years.
1: That could be the altitude. Maybe.
2: Otherwise, loads of other dogs up there. Grassy fields as far as the nose can smell.
1: Ooh, tell me about the grass.
2: This bitch is cuckoo for grass.
1: I'm a
0: grass That's grass connoisseur for all yous who don't know. It's
2: funny. You know, it seems to adjust from fresh cut to like three weeks overgrown. It depends on your preference.
1: Oh. How do you choose with so many options?
2: You don't, it just knows what you like.
0: Sounds like an all-inclusive resort with a psychic guy named
2: Ted. That's specific. Or stupid. You're stupid. You're
1: stupid. You're stupid. You're stupid. You're
2: stupider. (laughs) You guys are cute.
1: Yes, I am. Chewbacca, as a very first guest, I wanted to introduce myself. I'm a huge fan.
2: I know who you are, silly. You do? Of course I do. I chose for Daddy to rescue you all the way up at the Rainbow Bridge. Mommy and Daddy are great humans. They would do a lot of good for a dog like you. A psycho bitch dog? I mean a dog who's been damaged. Abused by awful humans. A dog who is so loving and caring deep down, but who distrusts humans because they were so bad. All you needed, Indiana, were parents who were patient, who would understand you would take a little bit of time, And to trust humans again. And when you did, you would become the most loyal and loving dog in the entire house. Hey! There is a saying. You don't get the dog that you want, you get the dog that you need.
0: And we needed Indiana like we needed a fucking bullet in our head. Lots of bullets! Chewy, since we probably only have you for a few minutes, tell us. What do you think is the meaning of life?
2: That's a great question. I don't know. Okay, well, that was anticlimactic. We might need to rethink this furry guest thing. Well, I think it's a number of things rather than just one. Now that I've passed on to the Rainbow Bridge, you know, it's about those finite and at the same time, infinite moments. And memories of my times down here. Sitting on the top of a hike with Daddy. Laying at Mama's feet when she was at our computer. Having you lay across me to calm down when Mama and Daddy would leave. Well,
0: in reality, I laid across me you because you were fluffy as fuck. Oh, case hounds, people. Look it up. On doggy Google. Not invented yet. Anyway, Chewie, like I said, I was never nervous when the rents left, although I did wonder if they left us for dead without food or water and would never, ever, 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 ever come back
2: again. Oh, you can't act tough with me, little brother. I remember how scared you were. You were
1: scared?
2: No, I wasn't scared. I was feral. That's okay, little buddy. We all get scared at times.
1: Oh, I changed my mind about this guest thing. We should have Chewie on every week.
0: Shut up, stupid.
1: You make fun of me all the time about being scared of things, and here we are needed to use fuzzball over here as a bankie. Shut up. Zanny needs a bankie. Zeddy shut up. Shut up, bankie. shut up.
2: Shut up. Shut up. Okay, okay, you two. I didn't come all the way down here just to babysit you two. It's too long of a flight for that.
0: Well, that has to be at least one of the benefits of crossing the Rainbow Bridge, right? The power of flight?
2: Ooh. It's a little more of a workout than it is a power. Hey, well, I love workouts.
1: Not me. Flying will kill you.
2: Well, I'm already dead. Right. So, back to the subject at hand. Perfection is perfected, so I'm going to let them understand. Oh, sorry, I like to break into random quotes sometimes.
0: No, yeah, that's very father of you. All right, where were we? Meaning of life. Right. So... If I'm understanding you correctly, Chewbacca, you don't smell it as a meaning rather than a collection of moments.
2: Exactly. Yeah, my last moments in my earthly body seemed more like a fever dream more than anything else. But my life did seem to slow down and flash before my nose. The moments of my worst pain seemed to take me there. Oh yeah? Hell so. They weren't the moments that I thought I would remember. Like, rolling in mud. (laughs) Or the time you got that sandwich. Right. You would for sure think that that master caper would pass through the old olfactory memory bank. Or like, remember that time you ate that homeless person's shit? Oh, the sweet unmistakable smell of human poop. What I'm saying is in the end, the moments that matter the most are sometimes the ones that we never really think about when we're in. In the end, there's nothing more better than when Mama or Daddy would grab me by my cheeks and press their foreheads to mine (laughs) because I knew that they were expressing to me that they loved me as much as I loved them.
0: Well, that's deep, Chew Bear.
1: Super deep.
0: Like, abyss-type deep.
2: Black hole deep. Deeper than the folds of Indy Swoopa. That being said, I guess the meaning of life, if I could boil it down to one word, would be love.
0: You said Chewie was dumb. I said he was dumb. This is Afterlife Chewie. enlightened Chewie.
2: Buddha Chewie. Said he doesn't understand how smart one has to be to make everyone around them think that they're dumb.
0: Oh, wait a second. Who are you, fucking Yoda?
2: Nope, just Chewbacca. (laughs)
0: Genius. Yeah, I love you to death, you smart, stupid OG. Thanks for flying down and having a chat with us.
1: It was a pleasure meeting you, Chewbacca. Although I can't guarantee I won't run off blinded by fear the next time you visit.
2: Well, try not to sneak up on you then. Long flight ahead of me. Tell Mama and Daddy I love them, I miss them. Smell you later! Hey, that's our line.
1: Stole it just like a sandwich. (laughs) Well, guys, it
0: seems like we are coming to an end of another fabulous episode. I think this is
1: the perfect time to leave you all with a very important message from our sponsors.
0: Uh, we don't have any sponsors yet.
1: Oh, but we will.
0: So, we'll leave you with our trademark saying...
1: Fuck Kibble!
0: And for all our fleshy friends out there, remember, please become a Patreon by subscribing to our channel and consider making a small monthly donation to help our most important... Important cause. And don't forget to tell your fleshy friends about us. We need all the fans we can get.
1: Real fans, not fake fans!
0: And make sure you set your calendars to every Monday morning when we'll drop our latest episodes. Same time, same channel. So until then, smell you later. later!